today's Friday Fire, we're talking about boundaries that you may need to set with family, friends, or those just in your circle, your work environment, whatever it might be, and just encourage you to find those that are going to help uplift you. They're going to make you better. They're going to talk about your future, not your past, and help celebrate the wins and successes of the things that you are working on. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, it's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Music was so much better when we were kids than it is right now. I don't know why that song just popped into my head and I felt like singing it, but I did. <laughs> I just like, ah, uh, yeah. Like, rap music in the 2000s and 2010s were yes. like legit. Now, I cannot understand what they're saying they say so much profanity that like I don't even want to listen to it anymore. Yeah, it's horrible. It's just really vulgar. And yeah. Like looking at, for example, just like workout music, like on Spotify with mm-hmm. the like, you know, list or whatever. Uh, I looked at like a CrossFit one a couple of weeks ago and half of them were not even like pump pump up music. <laughs> I was like, what is this? This is like, I don't know what's going on with this playlist. But yeah, some of them are so vulgar, so profane that it's like, there can be lines, boundaries with how many times that you need to say this word. In, yes. Yeah. But yeah. no, definitely like, um, the, I think the 90s and the 2000s are where it's at mm. for me because they were so catchy that like you just remember those jingles. Like if you played a song, we could probably sing every word of the Backstreet oh, yeah. Boys and NSYNC and oh, for sure. Brian McKnight. Oh, LFO, all of them. Yeah. And things. like I was big on the dream and little Wayne at that, in that phase and, um, T-Pain like, you know, Mario, that was my, my jam. Those were my, my people in terms of music. Yeah. So I'm actually just thinking about, um, this and I'm apologize if you guys are Britney Spears fans. Have you seen? She's all cray cray lately. What's I don't know. I don't even know. The, have you seen the video of her like dancing with the knives? With the knives. Yes. I like, is that real? I think she's got a mental illness at this point. Like there's something wrong or the trauma from her, yeah. you know, years of being manipulated by her dad. And mm-hmm. like, I'm sure her producers and stuff, like I'm sure there's some longstanding trauma there. Yeah. I mean, so one of my very, very good friends adores her and she knows everything about her. She like get, if I brought that video up, she would probably be very upset probably uh, because I'm like, what, what is actually going on? But yes, I think a lot of the trauma and stuff, but um it's sad because like she was one of our childhood. Oh yeah. You know, and she was great. Her, her music was great. Yeah. She was super catchy. I mean, there's a reason she was as famous as she was. Um, but you know, (laughs) and then Christina Aguilera was like the bad girl, but she had an amazing voice. Mm -hmm. Sierra, Sierra loved Sierra. Mm -hmm. And I just saw a video of Jessica Simpson and her, um, boots are made for walking music Mm -hmm. video. And like for some reason randomly popped up on social media when I was scrolling and, I was like, oh my God, this seems like so long ago. Hopefully it's going to make a comeback because listen, they're bringing back all of the horrible clothes from the 80s. And 90s. The, the bell bottoms. And like the cargo pants and mm. the like, it's just awful. I Target, get it together. Like, Well, Target needs to get it together on multiple fronts. On multiple fronts. Multiple. multiple. Fronts. But yeah, I don't even want to go shopping anymore. Like, I, it's just bad. I'll just live in athletic wear. So you just do like Amazon or- yeah. Timu or 
oh, the yeah. daily look or whatever. Yep. Those things. Yep. Are. Um, so anyways, happy Friday, guys. We're <laughs> going to keep this short and sweet today. Um, and we're going to talk about boundaries, which we have many a times. Uh, but how when you start creating boundaries in your life, things immediately change. I think like when you start setting hard boundaries, one, you start to realize who is truly someone that, that, that is there for you and who is not. Who cares for you and generally yep. wants you to be successful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think you also start to realize, like your eyes start to open in a way. You start to see, oh my gosh, I have been, like this is so much easier than I thought it was, first of all, when you truly start stepping your ground. And two, how other people are kind of like sheep to an extent. Like it's like there's not even a thought in a lot of ways. And then your thoughts get questioned very quickly when you go against the green. And so there's a, it, it comes with a lot of, you know, things that you have to deal with. But it is so eye-opening. And I, I really do think that it's something everyone should try and do in one way, shape, or form. Is like find where you don't have good boundaries and start to put them in place. Well, and I think it's also find where you are like the most unhappy mm-hmm. and what boundaries do you need to set around that particular maybe category in order for you to be able to make progress. And this could be financial, right? Where, you know, you don't like that you're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Well, what could you be doing then to improve income? Could you stop watching Netflix and start studying something or, you know, doing like a, a, an online position or something like that, right? Like a, it could be an affiliate partnership. It could be, you know, getting a second job. It could be a lot of things, starting a business, a blog, whatever it could be. Um, what could you be doing to get more income? Like I watch a lot of, uh, like Alex Hormozzi stuff and we've, you know, known him for a very long time, like since their little mastermind where we were many years ago, um, when we owned our gym and like, I remember him even telling us at that point in time, like they didn't have a car, you know, they didn't spend obscene amount of, of, you know, money on things because they just wanted to save, save, save. And, you know, the thing is, is he talks about people who have wanted to work for him. They came in and they just did something for him in order to try to get that job. And I think, you know, from a financial perspective for people who want to get a promotion, um, or change careers, change jobs, that's a great place to start. Like I think I was actually thinking about this the other day in terms of a business owner, but also with, HR as my previous career, people who got promoted, they were the doers. They were the problem solvers. They didn't come to you with a bunch of shit and a pile and say, what do I do? They came with some sort of resolution. Do you think that this is a good thing? Or, Hey, this was the problem and here I solved it. And then if it wasn't, you know, the best way to solve it, they got feedback or something, but they still took the initiative. And I think so many people today are so soft that they don't take initiative and they don't stand up for themselves to say, Hey, you know what? no, I don't want to be doing X, Y, or Z because I have other things that I want to be doing in my life that are more important, or I need to say no right now so that I can say yes later in order to get this promotion. I need to work a little bit more, right? I need to you know, put in a little bit more time right now. And I think this could go across the board, whether that's finances and your job or your health and your fitness. Like, What is it that you need to do if you're unhappy with your current situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that for me, this was th- this got catalysted by 
the CVID era because people started having really strong opinions. And I realized in that and in kind of leaving the, my previous job, how much of a people pleaser I was and how unhappy I was, even though I had no reason to be unhappy. I was just unhappy because I was doing everything for everyone else. And I was not doing things that felt right in my gut or in my heart or like what I felt I should stand for. And I finally, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I can't remember exactly if it was like an argument I got in or something, but I literally one day just decided to start standing up for myself more. And it didn't happen overnight. It was like, I would have moments of being like, oh, I totally, you know, gave into that situation or I didn't stand my ground in that conversation or whatever it might be. But it is insane how much happier and more confident I have been in myself since I mentally decided to make that change of like, do what feels right to you. Do not do what everyone else is doing. Do not, you know, give in just to ignore, like avoid confrontation. It was do what makes you happy and do it no matter what. And I think that, you know, when your heart and your gut, you know, is the right thing to do, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, choices that you're making for yourself or for your family, you know, at the end of the day, we all have decisions that we have to make constantly. And there's a lot of people over the past few years who would have argued one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in a situation now where things may get bad, right? Uh, They may get worse before they get better because people aren't standing their ground. And I think this goes to looking at your values as well. And I can tell you just from your friend from afar, one of the ways I think that you gained so much confidence was you filled your mind with positive, uplifting things every day, whether that was podcasts or it was books that you were reading, you were seeking out solutions to this feeling of void. Like I don't know how to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. And so you listen to like, I remember we would share all these podcasts, like mindset mentor, yeah. you know, all of yep. these other ones that you would look at those topics and then you would just flood your mind so that every time you heard something, a little nugget, you got a little bit more confident and a little bit more confident. And the next time that you're in the situation, you don't back down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think making that decision for yourself ahead of time too, like who you are, what you stand for. And if you don't know what that is, take some time and figure it out. Like sit with yourself, journal on it, journal where areas like Liz was saying, you're most unhappy with write down. Cause I think pen to paper can be so powerful for people to really work through their thoughts and work through their life and what they're happy with and not happy with and what needs to change. And then start making action steps on how to change those things. Where does it show up the most? Is it a family member that you're always getting into it with? Like, you know, I, I'm not going to give any specific examples, but I think the example that Alex Hormozzi gave on his video was like, you know, my friend called me and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving out of my apartment this weekend. Can you help? And he's like, no, but I'll give you $200 if you need help to like hire someone to help you move. You, you know, know? And I, it's, I couldn't, I could not agree with that more. A thousand percent. We've, we've, been asked, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, over the course of the years from friends and first, you know, some individuals like more than happy to do it. But, um, when you think about your time, time is the most precious thing that we have. I think this is also, it comes to just evolving as a business owner, parents, you know, just people who don't take a lot of time off that that's the last thing that I want to be doing on a Saturday afternoon. And I'm more than happy to give you a couple hundred bucks if that's what you need, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be over here 
doing the things that either are growing my business, growing me or helping me with my family and, mm-hmm. you know, spending that quality time. Yeah. And that can sound really like, whoa, that's like a jerk move that you would say no. I think that there's a book and I've mentioned it before, probably three or four times on the podcast that everyone should read. And it is called Life Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. And I remember after, I think uh, it was our wedding or it was after my bridal shower, somewhere in the midst of us getting married, reading this book. And I was like, oh, hot damn. This is why my husband was like, we're not doing a seating chart because she lays it all out in there. How many couples have gotten into arguments over seating charts? How many hours they spent? And she says it so perfectly, like, those adults can sit their ass in any chair within your reception venue and be perfectly fine. And I was like, I think this is great because we were just at a wedding a few weeks ago where, you know, I didn't want to be sat at that table. Like I want to go sit at the, let people just filter in and sit down. And obviously our wedding was very small and this could be different for other people. But she basically was just talking about spending time doing things that are meaningless a seating chart is meaningless in five Mm -hmm. years from now, no one's going to give two fucks where they sat at your wedding. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And you know, it could transfer into your friends. Like another great quote that I saw that I think is very applicable to this conversation. Make sure you're hanging out with people that are talking more about your future than your past. Mm -hmm. If your friends group, all you ever talk about are, you know, the last time you guys got drunk together or what you guys did in college or, you know, whatever. And you're not talking about what have you been working on? What are you doing with your job right now? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish? All I I thought about this for a split second, like all Liz and I ever talk about is where we're going. Mm -hmm. We, we, other than like reflecting on things that we can improve on, we don't talk about the past. Like we, we, we learn from it and we take value from it, but like all our conversations are around what are we doing both personally and with the business that is for our future? Yeah, because failure is inevitable. I mean, yeah. we have failed a thousand times over. We're going to fail a thousand more times, but we're not going to quit. And there's no point in reflecting on the failure other than to learn from it so you don't make those same mistakes again. But it's useless to sit and kind of like wallow and feel sad and beat yourself up. I'm not good enough. It's really about today's a new day. Yesterday didn't go perfect. Today probably won't go perfect, but I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep improving and keep getting better. And I think this is really important too, in terms of having mentors in your life. I think about this very small group of friends that we have and all of them, every time that we connect, because even though we don't see each other a lot or talk every single day, one of the biggest things is like fangirling for everybody. Like, where are you at? What's been going well? I'm so proud of you. This is so cool. Like to see from afar, like I'm thinking about my, my girlfriend, Ashley, she's an amazing interior designer. I see some of her stuff on social media, right? She'll look at my stuff on social media. She'll share that. It's like find people who are cheering you on, right? And genuinely want you to be successful because there's way too many haters out there in the world. You don't need anybody in your close circle being those haters. And unfortunately this will happen within family circles. Um, not everybody who's going to be closest in your life and be those cheerleaders are going to be family members. Um, but I think it's also important to have people on your team who will push you to maximize your potential. And that can be the team that you work on immediately. For example, in you know our business, Beck and I have each other. We have other practitioners. We have assistants. We have you know media and marketing teams. And we have business strategists and coaches that are constantly helping us continue to elevate 
with knowledge, with experience, you know, just how we show up for the business, how we show up on social media, how our podcast is, you know, what we're doing with our website and just everything that we want for our business. We're not staying stagnant because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards because time is moving without you. And so we don't want to stay stagnant. And I think that requires investing time, effort, energy, and finances when you can even if it's as simple as like a, a course that you bought mm-hmm. for like a hundred bucks online, right? But maximize your potential by continuing to grow and make that a non-negotiable because I think self-development and continuous education, whatever that looks like in your industry is imperative if you want to keep that target moving forward. Yeah. So I think big takeaways from today, one, figure out where you're most unhappy in your life and start looking at what boundaries you are or are not keeping there and then make action steps, like write out in your head the conversations you need to have so that you're then more comfortable going into them and what needs to happen to build the boundaries that you need to be the happiest in your life. 